welcome to Once When I Was Cool, a weekly podcast about retro stuff that we enjoyed when we were younger. My name's Dave. And I'm Wee Man. And uh, getting us out there to your earballs is producer Simon. Look at him, he's a good looking fellow. He looks a bit out of sorts today, mate. Oh, what's he been complaining, has he? I don't know, he's just sort of shaking his head and sort of stomping around a bit earlier on this morning, but he's looking a, he's looking a little bit happier now, but he didn't look real, real impressed. Okay. Uh, has he got complaints? Come on. If he's got them, he needs to just let us know. <laughs> well, uh, that, that's, I guess that's the point, isn't it, really? We, we talk about uh, these sorts of things uh, these days and we talk about complaints. I guess that's the best way to lead into what we're going to look at today. And uh, so we, once when I was cool, we used to have complaints. But our complaints, you know, were a little bit different in the way we delivered them were different to how they are these days. Yeah, and not just so much complaints, just complaining in general. It just seems to be uh, more the done thing than what it used to be. used to be a little bit more happy with with most things, but just I I think in day-to-day life there's just people complaining about lots of different things, whether it be their food, their clothes, their cars, their work, their partners, they're everything. Well, complaining seems to be, it seems to become a way of life. And I know, you know, I'm a fairly crotchety old sort of fellow as it is, but um, it seems to be that complaining these days is just so much easier to do. And it's so much easier because uh, people don't have to do it with a name to it. They don't have to say who they are, what they do. And with social media, and as you know, I'm not a big fan of social media, that social media allows you to be anonymous and to say things that you wouldn't normally be able to say. Oh, absolutely correct. One thing I will say is people might complain about this because there was some huge glitching going on there. Just well, not, so not from just, my end because I'm recording it, so it all sounds yeah, perfect here. Yeah, it sounded not so good at my end, so maybe I should be complaining about that. Mm. Um, but, again, yeah, it, it's it's anonymous. You've got keyboard warriors. Back in the day, you didn't even write a letter. If you wrote a letter, it had to have been something that really, you know, grinded your gears. Um mm. But it would be you'd talk to the to the manager or, you know. Mm. Well, working in healthcare, I remember that um, one of the first complaints that we used to have, I remember I had a manager in one of the areas that I worked once and um, she used to say, unless somebody puts it in writing and puts their name to it, then we're not going to do anything about it. A simple phone call wasn't good enough. Yeah, well, things have changed in the healthcare setting, as you very well know. It was, you know, they do put a name to it. They're happy to put a name to it. If they don't get the um, just rewards that they're looking for, they just keep escalating and escalating and escalating. And a lot of the time when I have to deal with it, I ask people straight out that are complaining, you know, um, you know, listen to them, but what is their end goal? Do they want the person uh, reprimanded? What, what are they looking for? And a lot of the time people don't want anyone fired as angry as they can be. Um, it's just that they don't want it. I keep getting, I don't want this to happen to anyone else, which is, you know, when you actually have that conversation with them, it's a lot better than, you know, um, angry people on the phone and not putting a name to it and are anonymous. Well, the complaints these days as well seem to go from the from from the from the serious sort of uh, understandable type of complaints all the way through to complaints that are just frivolous because somebody didn't get something in a quick enough time or they weren't happy with something or you go to a shop and it's interesting with these nameless, faceless sorts of things that people can just go online and talk about how 
they can just leave a review. And I mean, have a look at podcasts. When you read through some of the podcasts, can uh, you know, a lot of people go for ratings and we don't go particularly go for five-star ratings, anything like that. If you want to leave us a five-star rating, we'd be very happy, but we're not so concerned with that like a lot of the podcasts are, especially the ones that are, are looking for to, to make a living and make a finance, get finance out of it. But, you know, a, a poor review, you look at Yelp and some of those other sorts of review-type places and... Um, it's really interesting to see that some of the things that people ask about or complain about are such frivolous and pointless um, complaints. And it, it then leaves you with um, no other option because they, you know, you, you know, they have the name Jazzmaster 54. So nobody can ever figure out who you were or who they were. So there's no possible way of actually rectifying it. So it sounds like you've been affronted by Jazzmaster 55 uh, <laughs> at some stage. But you're right. The I Look, I, I just think that, you know, looking back at, at complaints back when when we were kids, uh, you know, there were the, people still complain, but it just doesn't seem to be about anything and everything. And people... I think these days it's it's becoming a cultural thing where it never used to be a cultural thing. I, you know, you'd see people um, uh, might make a complaint because, um, you know, they on a big purchase of something they bought there was an issue. But for just you know, I, I an example which um, I, I had somebody in front of me at way yesterday who was complaining because. Um, they asked for extra cheese and they didn't believe they got enough extra cheese and the amount that they had to pay. So they wanted to, you know, they wanted to complain and they're going to complain. And it just you look at it and go, you know, the, some 15-year-old young lady there was there trying her best um, because, uh, you know, he was too lazy to make his own dinner. I was just happy that they were there providing me a service. I'm not going to get up them. Especially in those sorts of places, I remember our friend, um, our friend who's, uh, you know, doesn't listen to us. Um, I remember when we were doing one of our desert trips once. I, I made the, car, you know, I just walked out of the car and said, you know, we're at a particular chain restaurant and it was heaving and it was so busy and everything seemed like it was slow. And I went out there and mentioned that in my, in the colourful way that I did, and uh, he just said, well, you know, they're doing pretty well for a place that's run by fifteen year olds. And I sort of thought, well, yeah, you know, they're, they're only doing their best. They're just trying to make the money. I'm sure it's not their career jobs to be doing this. And um, it's really interesting, though, to see how with in, in that sort of uh, vein, how people, especially sort of middle-aged people uh, with younger kids or sort of, you know, people with younger kids are more than happy to have a go at the 14, 15-year-old behind the counter serving but won't say anything to the adults that are actually there. Um, and Delilah works in an ice cream shop of all sorts of places and it's a, one of those little boutique sorts of ones. Mm. And people complain endlessly to her and give her a hard time saying, you know, you can't do this, you should be doing that, you're not doing this. Um, just being completely unreasonable um but when the manager who's you know a woman of probably in her early 30s comes over they've got nothing to say and it's it's just really gutless and really disappointing that as a society this is what we're heading towards it's because it's an easy target and that's what uh, it, it's it seems to be something that's ingrained that everyone has a right to complain i think if somebody does something wrong especially in our field and we do something wrong you know lives are on the line um, and they've got a right to come. Well, yeah, <laughs> depends on where you're working. Are they, are they though? Nah. Anyway, carry on. 
But what I'm saying is the relativity of it. Yeah. What is what has Delilah done so poorly, uh, dishing up someone's ice cream that they feel that they have to then attack them? I don't. Well, I just don't get. I don't get it because when I was growing up, I would be just grateful that I was getting an ice cream. Well, on that on that sort of note, it's you know one of the, my pet hates is that one that everybody has to carry a water bottle these days and no one can drink out of the tap when they're thirsty. But the other one is, is that whenever you go into a, an ice cream shop, people expect to be given tastes. Oh, can I have a taste of this? Can I have a taste of that? And I mean, you know, my, my sort of thoughts on ice cream tastes are you get what you get and you like it. And if you can't make a decision, then you shouldn't be eating ice cream because simply it's ice cream. It's, you know, it's no big decision. If you get the wrong one, then bad luck. But since COVID's come in, they're now not allowed to offer tastes anymore. And that's not their store. That's you know, the regulations, that's what the new regulations are under a pandemic that you're not supposed to be, you know, possibly cross-contaminating. And she gets, you know, she's 15 and she gets these adults complaining all the time about why can't you do that? Why can't you do that? And, you know, she tries to explain it's because of because of the pandemic and people roll, throw their hands up and roll their eyes at their fat six-year-old kid can't have three tastes of every different ice cream before they get an ice cream cone as big as their head to demolish when they go outside anyway. Um, yeah, and it's just, yeah, as you say, it's just the easy targets and does my head in that, well, firstly, that people are asking for tastes. You wouldn't go into, um, say, one of the chain restaurants and say, can I have a taste of one of the hamburgers before I buy it? Or you wouldn't go into, um, you know. Any food. Any, any other food. any other type of food shop Restaurant. and ask for it and say, can I have a taste of that before I actually try it? It's like you take it and you get what you get and you like it. Mm. But, you know, yeah, just this gutlessness of these people who are big enough and old enough and stupid enough to have multiple kids on their own that they've got to take out in the summertime to try in a vain attempt to try and entertain them. So they feed them the whole time in the hope they get drowsy and get 15 minutes peace on the way home when they fall asleep into a sugar coma. But then they've got to complain about it as well. I, I just don't get it. It's uh, uh, after that, Randall. I can say it's idiocracy <laughs> at its finest. <laughs> um, did you I only watch that? Did, I only watched that again yesterday. Did so I send you that? Did I send you that um, that clip of um, where they're all sitting around the room saying what well, they want water? What you mean out of the toilet? Out of the toilet. Yeah. yeah. I, only, I only watched it yesterday again, mate. So I had yeah. it's fresh in terrific, my head. Terrific. Yeah. Terrific. Uh, so, but uh, again. I don't think, and, and when did we need to, you don't go into a bank and said, can I try a $20 note before I withdraw another five of them? I'd like to, but, you before know, I get what you're saying. Before you get escorted out with your um, with your bracelets behind your back. No, I, I, what I like now is you can actually go into a bank with a mask on and ask for money. It's great. Or get on a plane. You can go through an airport with a. It's now mandatory. You're not allowed to once you go to a to an airport anywhere in Australia. From the moment you get out of your car, you have to wear a mask. How do they know who's going in there? I I, I don't know. I don't have the answer for that. What I do What mm. I do know is that um, you know prior to this, trying to go anywhere with a, with a mask on, or maybe it's if you can't wear a balaclava. You can wear a mask, but not a balaclava. But what's the difference? What if that's all you got? That's all. Well, that's right. Or a motorbike helmet. It's amazing the number of people that have to wear a mask and will wear it like a Yoda mask or a stormtrooper mask or something like that. Yes, nothing wrong with that. No, no, I agree. I agree. A mask's a mask. I mean, what they're doing. But yeah, it's you know these people who have some sort of issue because it inconveniences them slightly. 
um, decide that they're going to take it out on my kid just because they don't agree with the rules and it gets in the way of their, um, in, in the way of their ice cream and whatever. Anyway. Yeah. But that's this, that's society today. Um, and, and again, if we look at when we were growing up, how many times did you ever complain about, did you ever, when you went to a shop, uh, say a, as, as a teenager and you went and bought a burger and chips and, and um, you know, your chips might've been cold. Did you ever complain about it? You just shut up and you ate it because you're just thinking, geez, I'm lucky just getting a burger and chips. Um, I'd be too scared that someone had spit in mine anyway, if they took it back and did something with it, you know? So you reckon uh, that's a real thing though? What's that? People, people spitting. People spitting yep. in your food when you send it back or you, if you're being nasty to them. Yep. I know. Cause that's what I do. No, <laughs> I know that. I know that in the town that I worked at, somebody, um, somebody um, saw that it was the police that had ordered something or other, and they went through the went through to pick it up. And um, this guy, this guy didn't like the police and got seen hocking a big golly into it, so uh, he got arrested pretty quickly. And then I think the police uh, harassed him until he left town. <laughs> yeah, well, payback—that's the thing. Payback is uh, can be just as just as hard. But I am, um, you know, I, I can tell you a story of some of the. I'll tell you a story of one of the frivolous things that I actually had to deal with as a complaint. Now, as you know, um, we we work in the field that we work in, and I'm not going to go into mm. that. But I it was it was a Christmas many years ago, um, and uh, we had um, our areas combined because there was a lot of shutdowns and they were minimising beds. And um, I had to actually deal with a complaint because you have um, X amount of days to respond to a complaint, and you've got to provide feedback, and it's got to get escalated. Blah blah blah. So there's an actual process for it. I had yeah. So there's X amount of you know you have to keep within the timeframes of the response. Yeah. And the, the complaint that I had to deal with and spend my time instead of giving it back to where I needed to was because I didn't, st- one of my staff members didn't staple two pieces of paper together. So that's where, <laughs> that's the element that people actually go to. And I just, I don't understand it. And I know that it sounds like we're, because co- we're complaining, we're complaining about people who complain and that's, mm. you know, and it's complaints and it's complaint processes. But I look at it and go, you know, there are certain things in life that you need to complain about. But I think there needs to be a scale and a triage system in everyone's head and going, you know, if I didn't get, but I suppose that's individual and that's the problem. It's of course everyone is individual. So, you know, but I think there needs to be things where you can go, yeah, no, I'm not wasting any time on that. That's not a valid. And it's not just in our profession. I think it's in any profession, like even, you know, for Delilah, even, even Dirk. Well, I know that, um, I know that um, Glenda and her husband are both school teachers and it it seems to be that whenever you work, yeah, yeah. People always seem to think that they can do it better than what you know, despite the fact they've been doing it for 30 years, but no, that the, you know, we know about our loved ones better. And I understand to a degree that you want to be able to get the best out of them, but not everyone's kid is gifted and talented and not everyone's kid is going to be a rocket surgeon. So, you know, you've got to accept that sometimes you're a, some people are just going to be middle of the road. Some people are going to be middle of the pack and some of us are going to be dullards. The, the problem is, when, as a society these days, we're not allowed to call it. Um, you know, back at, back in our day, I I remember if I did something wrong by the police, 
um, you'd get a smack up the side of the head and or a kick in the bum and then they'd tell your parents and then you get another kick in the bum or a smack up the side of the head. So, uh, <laughs> you know, these days if there's anything like that, well, you know, there's... You know, I know it's it's different, different society and different day. You know, it's different generations. But man, it's just I I, I get complaints and complaining, mm. um, but not to the extent. But I guess that on the other side of that, then is that everybody seems to be needy these days as well. In that everybody asks, no matter what you do, if you make a phone call, can you leave us a review, leave a five? It'll take you three three questions just to be able to answer these questions so that we can make our business better. Or, you know, how is your interaction with or everything you buy online comes with the please rate us, please review us, please allow us to use your reviews. And, I mean, why is everyone so needy all of a sudden for the basic transactions? And the fact that you do leave your review so, that they can use their so that they can use their time better doesn't ever seem to make their service any better and i'm sure you know the i'm sure you know the the large multinational company that i'm speaking of here it never improves their service no and that's and that's the thing i think it comes down to i get the small um mum and dad or you know nan and pop shops that you know those little things are things that will actually help them maybe get a little bit extra business but the the big corporations when you're looking at it and you're leaving reviews well they look at it as just a number thing it's a percentage for them um it's a bit like in australia holdens versus fords uh, not anymore in, yeah well it's just ford versus ford really um but you know what i mean it's one of those it's one of those things that it's a percentage. And yeah, I actually take the time and read through reviews and actually have a look. And then I look at it and go, well, there's, you know, five really good reviews and then one scathing review. And you've got to wonder mm. how many of those real reviews are actually written by family, friends. Yeah. False. Yep. False. So, well, yeah. I remember Chris Stahl always saying, because she worked in the travel industry up until COVID, and she used to say that a lot of those travel blog um, review type systems, you can't rely on it because invariably there's there's no quality control in it. So invariably it's just another business, either bad mouthing their, their, you know, their competition so that people don't go, or it's just them giving themselves good reviews and they've got people sitting in the office once a day will go and leave a good review. But talking about those reviews and talking about um, um, Delilah at, at the ice cream shop, the ice cream shop, which makes gourmet ice cream, so it's a little bit more expensive, but, you know, it's good ice cream, as you know, you've been there. Mm. But they had somebody came in who just complained about everything and left a thing on online not saying her name and not saying where she was from, but she said, I took my child there and was really looking forward to this ice cream and then there was this and then there was that and then there was this and the kid at the counter, which turned out to be... Um, turned out to be Delilah at the counter on the day that she was there. Um, so, you know, she took it quite quite to heart. But I said, well... And personally. Yeah. And personally. I said, well, get online or tell your boss to get online And because they said they'd come to the village that it's at and um, had been to all these other places. This person had just been through and given reviews of every food establishment in that village, of which there's only about six, and said how poor it was and how they expected better and wanted more and all this type of thing and left the review at 2.30 in the morning. And it's like, well, what are you doing at 2.30 in the morning that you're still sitting up furious about your ice cream being overpriced and too sweet? Oh, well, you know, mama's got to drink sometime. 
you know. So, <laughs> but th- that's that's that, ang- the, that angers up the blood. That angers up the blood. What was I cranky about today? I need a few wines to get me back in the anger mood. Look, it's like we said, it's too easy. It was harder to complain back in the day. You had to really have some serious convictions to actually sit down and pen a letter um, and, uh, you know, to actually send it in. And invariably it was it was either it was dealt with and you'd got to get a letter back saying, look, we're sorry for your experience, pretty much what we all have to do anyway. And everyone seems to think that their complaints deserve a – their complaints deserve – um, an apology back and some sort of acknowledgement that people are in the wrong. And um, I, I think yep. we need to get to a point because it's this whole, you know, the perceptions. And I just say to people now, well, what about the other people can perceive anything? What about the perceptions of the other person? Yeah. Perception isn't one way. I've got perceptions too. I perceive myself to be, you know, six foot eight, good looking rooster. I know that's <laughs> not the truth. But if I perceive that, I, I can say that that's my perception or that's how I feel, you know, and, you know, it's feelings and that's the thing. Everybody is looking and I'll use the term triggered because I know you love it so much. Yeah. Um, um, about triggered. anything <laughs> you're triggered yeah. and snowflakes. Yeah. I'm trying to work out. I don't know what the what people are saying woke. I don't know what that is. Uh, yeah. I don't know what people are going. It's very people woke. Yeah. I don't understand. Well, that, means got, you, that I, must mean you aren't woke. Yeah. So... Th- yeah, obviously I'm not even going to Google it in case I start getting <laughs> stuff sent to me that says about woke, woke lifestyle. Um, but, you know, there's there's this whole expectation and that's where you're saying people are needy. People want a review. You give them an honest opinion. They don't like your opinion. It never used to be like that. It would be. Likewise, I have to say I'm not really that interested in other opinions a lot of the time either. Yeah, mine, including mine especially. Mm. <laughs> you said that. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, I've known you for how long now? Yeah. Too long? That's right. So um, that's that's where it is. I mean, I just have to say I, I, I never used to complain. I, I still really don't complain. You know, I understand that you have to sit and wait and if I have to sit and wait to get fuel, I have to wait to get fuel. If I have to wait to get food, I have to wait to get food. If I have to wait to go and see a doctor, I have to wait to go and see a doctor. I'm no more special than the next person. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I need to start thinking I'm I'm the only person in the universe. You're self-entitled. Oh, yeah. I, mm, yeah, I am the go. worst of the worst. You know no, that's, that. That's what I mean is that that's what you need to start thinking. All right, come up with something positive then because we've been complaining about complaints and it's not been the usual upper upper sort of happy tone that we usually have in this podcast. So tell me, Wee, yep. what, is it, what is it that makes you happy when it comes to your shopping and food and dining experiences? I love people watching. Okay. Not in a creepy way. Not in a creepy way. I expect you to say that, yeah. You like watching the things that people do or what? Yeah. Have you ever noticed, and probably it's an age thing and maybe it's wrong, maybe it's just me. Hmm. If you go anywhere these days, there's no people interacting with each other. Everyone has got their head down onto a, and people who are probably listening to our podcast are doing it as we speak. You know, hey, Shanique, shout out, girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Not while you're driving, (laughs) Um, love. Yeah. So from from my point, I actually like watching people. I don't like going to the shops much, but I don't sit there and complain if I can't get a seat or if I I can't, you know, get a pair of 
shoes that fit me or, you know, people go on and on and on, um, whatever it is. I actually just, that's the positive. I love people watching. I'll go to the shops just to do people watching. If I go out, I people watch. Um, you know, I still interact, but well, I love watching people. What about I you? add something to that? Mm. No, I'm, I'm not that interested in people watching, but when I do, when you are sitting around waiting for someone, if you're ever in the city or if you're ever out in the town or if you're ever out in a shopping centre or a mall or wherever it is that you're talking about, put on a set of headphones and play some fast music that you enjoy and just watch people move along and it's almost like the, the, the city has a soundtrack and watching yeah. people... You know, you can make up your own stories and whatever you want to do, but it's it's like um, watching people to a soundtrack, and it's just fantastic. It just makes makes the uh, makes the experience so much better. I'm not much of a people watcher myself, but if you're ever sitting around and you've, you're not um, not staring eyeballs into your phone, which is what most people seem to do whenever they've got mm-hmm. a spare minute, tell you what, I was at a place yesterday, and. Uh, we had been and had lunch. It was just a little cafe in one of those homemaker type centres that, you know, has a, has a bedding wear shop and a, a department store and, um, you know, those cheapo type shops and a few other things around. Mm-hmm. And I was in there and I just went into the toilet and, uh, you know, you go to the urinals and there's three or four across the wall. And I was standing there and, and go, doing whatever it is you do. And this guy walked in, he would have been all of probably, it's hard to tell he had a beard, so it's hard to tell how old people with beards are, but he would have probably been mid to late 20s. And he had in his right hand, he had his phone the whole time, did not look away from his phone, and he got about standing there and um, having a wee and doing everything he does, did not look up from his phone the whole time. I, I couldn't believe what is so important that you still need to be staring at your phone while you're having a wee. I don't know, maybe he's recording you and you didn't really know. No, he, well, I wasn't, but he'd be, dis- <laughs> he'd be disappointed if he did. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, but I was just surprised. It's like why do you need to still be looking at your phone? Walked in, head in the phone, walked up, unzipped his fly, did his business. and, and Did I, he wash his head? I don't know. I didn't hang around that long. I got out of there. I was finished before him and you can't hang around just to people watching the toilet, I have to say. No, no, that's uh, the, the judge said I can't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What do judges know? Yeah, what do they know? Yeah. I need to complain about that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but, yeah, that's a – what about you? There's got to be something positive, you know, rather than just being complaining because you sound a bit whingy and whiny today. I do. I am. I'm feeling very whingy and whiny, and I have to say. And I apologise if anyone is still listening that that's what we're compl- that we are complaining, and it's been a bit of a negative tone to this uh, episode. Um, I like to be just able. To, <laughs> it sounds like a complaint in itself. I like to be able to get in and out as quick as I can, and if nobody's in your way. Another thing that I'll find that I'm going to complain about yeah. is if you ever been into a car park, yep. and you know, I've got a big four-wheel drive that doesn't turn well and takes up a lot of space. So I will always go and park fairly far away, um, usually to make sure that I can sort of move in and out as freely as I can and also not to get in anyone's way in case, you know, for whatever reason. Have you ever noticed that when you do that, if you ever do it, that if you've been there for more than about 15 minutes, you can guarantee there could be 400 other spaces in the car park, but there will always be one person either parks somewhere within that square of six. There will always be somebody parks pretty close to you, either right behind you or right next to you, no matter how many other car parks around there are. Have you ever noticed that? 
I have, and I know that that irks you. Oh. So I actually look for those cars. I look for those cars in car parks, and I go and park next to them because all I I do that and have a giggle to myself, imagining you walking out to this car being losing parked, my and mind. I try losing your your mind at it, and I try and park on the on the driver's side door. That way, it's, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that way. It's well, like, I hope you do it with your old truck and not your new car because you don't want to get somebody's door imprint on a Mercedes, mate. No, it's my on my truck, and I love it. It's just it's just awesome. And the other thing is, and this isn't the stuff I love, but when you're walking down a street and you're walking down a footpath, and someone's walking a little bit slower than you, and you go to move around them, I'm sure humans have this sort of magnetism that when you go to go around them, they slowly move across, yeah, fade merge. across in front of you. And so then you go to the other side and they slowly fade back again. And it's, um... my my wife does that constantly. I always have to be going come over this way because she'll be walking really slow and I'll sort of turn back and you can see the people behind her feel like saying, just go, just go over the top. You'll be right. <laughs> or, or go on elbows, elbows, you know. Um, drop but, the shoulder. Yeah, drop the shoulder in. But, yeah, I, I, look, I, I agree. It's quite, it's quite funny. Or they stop all of a sudden because they can't, something exciting on their phone must happen and, <laughs> and you just I, basically hit into them. I haven't had that. I haven't had that for a long oh. time. Um but yeah, no, the people sort of trying to merge with you as you as you're trying to get around. I mean, you can't give them a wide enough berth, and they still keep following you no matter where it is. I'm I'm sure it's some sort of magnetism. I, I can imagine how creaky that'd get you, especially if you go trying to go around the right. They move to the right, then pull into the left. Oh, that'd be awesome. Well, you know, it doesn't take much. <laughs> it's usually a hello, and then it's all downhill after. Well, that. you don't get people say hello. That a lot of the time they don't even look at you. So I do. I love it. I love going out of my way to saying hello to people. It's mm. great just to get a reaction. Some people think, some people just think you, you know, you're crazy. But actually, yeah. uh, motorbike. Um, I was walking down to my vehicle from work because I had to park it down along the road, and a motorbike guy pulled out. Um, just at the road near where I was and he had his helmet up still, his full face, and he sort of looked at me. So I waved and gave him a hello. He actually gave me a hello back. I actually was very surprised. So, mm, see, there is positive things out there. I'm not complaining about everything. That's good on you. Good on you. I can't say that I've done the same. No, no. <laughs> I, I, I'm a man of special experiences. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, right. yeah. do you reckon we'll get many complaints about our complaint episode? No, no one listens. Yeah, okay. But where, <laughs> if they do, where do they need to send it? I don't know. <laughs> send it to you. What's your email address? Because no one uses the other one. We may as well send one it to you. One for when I was coolpodcast.com. That That'll was, do. Yeah, send it there hmm. at, at Gmail. That was, that was nothing. Once when I was coolpodcast.com at, at, at Gmail. Gmail. Is that what at you're G- saying? No, at <laughs> gmail.com. <laughs> Once when I was coolpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, dot com. No. No, no uh, dot com. No, not once when I was cool podcast. Anyway, you try and figure out what it actually is and you can tell it, tell the listener on the next episode. No worries. Everyone just Google it. You'll be right. All right. Thanks very much for that, Wee. Thanks, Simon. Uh, sorry that we've been a bit uh, down in the dumps with this one. We will be more positive next time, but thanks for joining along and we will catch up with you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>